The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and today we're putting a bow on Tiger versus Phil Part 2. We're going to give out a few superlatives, and we're bringing back trivia. That's right. On At the end of the show, Kyle Porter, heads up, versus Greg Ducharme in trivia. It is going to be great. Let's bring him in. Uh, Greg Ducharme, what up, Greg? I'm uh, excited for our little version here of the match two trivia That's style. Right. <laughs> hey, happy right. Memorial Day, by the way. Happy Memorial Day. It was a heavyweight bout in trivia match part one. Uh, let's bring in Kyle Porter, who is currently calling in. Kyle, how's everything going over there? Yeah, it's a tough scene over here. I'm uh, without power. Uh, I can't cheat on the trivia like I did last time. <laughs> and now I, 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 did, I, I didn't really cheat. Uh, but I'm thankful for a phone that I can, I can dial in. I feel like I'm like in the, I don't know, I'm like, you know, off the, off the grid right now. It's crazy. But as a tr- the true professional that you are, you, you still hit our call in time. You are still, you're still working. Yeah, I'm just grinding through this no power thing. Uh, it is going to be great whenever my power comes back on in about 15 minutes and I just jump on the video screen and you guys don't know I'm there. I just pop up like a, like a crate, like, you know, something Phil would do, just pop out of nowhere. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to that. So let's talk through this. Um, we really covered a lot of Tiger versus Phil. We were all very positive. Kyle, you actually have an article up on cbssports.com right now, your 10 takeaways from that match. How hard was that for you to narrow down to even 10? Well, it it wasn't super hard to narrow down. I feel like it was a lot of what we talked about on Sunday night, uh, the podcast that came out today on Monday. But you know what was crazy about it is I wrote, I think, like 1,400 words, and it, it felt like it took me like 10 minutes. It was just so easy to blow through everything that happened and then I felt like I could have gone another 1400 words there was just so much there maybe maybe that's just a lack of of having stuff to cover over the last two months that I'm just like I'll write about anything but it really felt like there were a lot of genuinely memorable moments and really positive things you know and that's something that I don't know like we don't get super negative on events or broadcasts or anything like that but when it's pos- when it actually is really good I think you can tell by the way that we talk about it and write about it and that's how I felt about Sunday yeah for for sure uh, when when there, there's there's a lot of times where we don't get what we want and, and we talk about it so we've got to give got to give props when we do get what we want Greg um, you've had a, a night to, to digest this uh, medalist certainly uh, was showcased. I thought it it played difficult. 
uh, it drained really fast. That was something I think that you mentioned to us kind of off air, how well it drains. It, it, it handled everything that the weather, that Mother Nature and these golfers threw at it. You know, the, the thing I was thinking about this, because, you know, Seminole, you had the week before. Medalist, you had the next week. And I think the, the broadcast was one thing. Uh, on TV, I, I thought Medalist looked great from a visual perspective. But um, there were some things with Seminole that I wanted to get that I I wanted some breakdowns of the golf course. I was fairly vocal about it and I didn't get it. And with medalists, we didn't really get it either, but it was okay. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm much more familiar with the course, but I kind of came to this realization that there, there are, there are courses, there are clubs and, and, and they're, they're sometimes different things. There are great clubs that maybe aren't great courses, vice versa. Medalist happens to be both, but this entire experience, the broadcast, the match, the attitude out there, it embodied what medalist is all about. It's a club where people are coming in from wherever they're traveling in from. And if it's raining, they're going to play. Everybody's going to get together. Everybody's going to play. Everybody says, yes, it's a, an extremely fun atmosphere where people who love the game of golf get together and enjoy it. And the, the rules are limited. Uh, there people are in carts. There's a lot of carts on a whole, everybody's getting together and it's just, it's a great hang. And that's exactly what we experienced in the match. So it, it really felt like, uh, it felt like home. It felt like exactly what medalist as a club is all about. And then, and the course played very well too, which was great. The, the rules are limited. Sounds like the perfect place for Tom Brady to participate in a golf match. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Uh, this is hot off the presses. Uh, seven minutes ago, sports TV ratings. This tweet right here, 5.8 million average viewership for wow. the match. Kyle, the most watched golf telecast in cable television history, my friend. Wow. That's incredible. That's like a, I'm trying to think of, I, I can't, I, I never can do this off the top of my head because all the numbers run together. I think that's like a, uh, like a U.S. like a bigger than a U.S. open number, like a lot bigger, right? It's like a master's number, isn't it? I'm assuming producer Jacob is trying to find us a comparison on this. Maybe not. I don't know if I have a look on his face. Maybe I think Craig masters not. was when, when tiger won masters, I think it was 7.1 or something like that. I want to say U.S. Open off the top of my head was in the high fives, maybe low sixes. So you're right around. It, that is a major championship type number. If the only thing that that beats it is a a Tiger Masters victory, that's insane. Here we go. Producer Jacob, U.S. Open had 6.6 .6 on Sunday. So, Kyle, yeah, just, you know, what, 800,000 viewers off of a Sunday at the U.S. Open. Was that, was that last year's U.S. Open, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That is a. Uh, I mean, I think if you would have told me that three days ago, I would have been like, "Yeah, that's probably what it'll get." Just because we've had we've had such a you know a shortage of of live sporting events, but you know, I I think the fact that I, I I'd be really curious to know how many people watched it throughout because it was incredibly compelling. We talked about it. We talked about this at, kind of right after, but it, it was very easy to watch the entire thing in a way that a couple of the last few matches that we've seen just haven't been. You know, you might tune in for three holes just because of the curiosity there. But this one, it was like, yeah, I, I want to keep watching this. This is really fun. And so I, I would be curious to see how many people 
tuned in throughout the entire thing. You know, I, that's an interesting question. The, you talk about the um, the match last week at Seminole versus this one, and if you just followed it on Twitter and Rick on uh, on Sunday night, you mentioned how golf was trending for the second week in a row, but the attitude, the atmosphere on Twitter was completely different. You had one where people were complaining about things, uh, and it was a generally negative kind of uh, social media space, which is very common in social media. People love to complain on social media, but this week it was extremely positive, and everybody was laughing and having fun, and there are memes coming out, and the, the activity on social media was off the charts to me, and that probably contributes to the number and also uh, the retention rates. Yeah, I actually, and, and I actually think even two weeks ago, Rory was trending, which, which basically all happened when he hit that shot in the closest to the pin. Uh, this was an all day long trend of everything, golf, Tom Brady, Tiger, like it, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Um, we've, we've been really positive towards the broadcast and I, and I think we want to step into these superlatives with our first which is going to be best in broadcasting. So you can take this any way you want, gentlemen. It can be uh, a technology feature. It can be an actual broadcast tour. Uh, but Kyle, let's start with you. Who earns your best in broadcasting? Well, I, you know, I, the thing I was talking to my wife about today, because she kind of was in and out of it, and, and she's usually a good barometer. She, she kind of likes golf. She'll, she'll tune in. You know, and her deal was like, uh, and she just saw bits and pieces of last week with Rory and this week with, with Tiger and Phil. And she was just commenting on how much better, like, the camera stuff and the microphone stuff was this week. And, again, she's not, like, breaking this down for a living. These are very, like, surface-level observations. And I thought the – and the thing that we talked about was the cameras and cards thing is kind of awesome. And, mm -hmm. it, and it only works because you have the earpieces in and because you can you – can, it's not like – I mean, if you just told Tiger, hey, talk to talking to the camera when you get in your cart, that would go badly. But because you can talk to him as well, I thought that part of it worked. All of that having been said, I'm still going JT as my superlative here. I thought he was lights out. I think what he did is a lot harder than he made it look. And his, I mean, look, his rapport with, with Tiger and, and Phil and, and the other two guys, it makes it a little easier for him than somebody like you or I, if you just rolled us out there just because we don't have that built in relationship. But I thought even with that, he kind of, it, it's easy to over talk in those situations like I'm doing right now. Uh, but he didn't do that. He, he stayed in his lane. He did what he was supposed to do. And I thought he was kind of, kind of brilliant in it. The, the camera thing was, was really good. Um, it could because of the, like the skeleton staff that they had, we, we always talk about how many cameras were on the course. They basically doubled the amount of cameras at all times, being able to kind of pivot them, turn them towards the green, things like that. Uh, Greg, I am going to, I, I think everything was awesome. I'm going to say Charles Barkley. And the reason that I, that I'm doing that is I have this big soapbox issue where it's like bringing golf to the mainstream type of thing, right? Getting it out of the average golf channel viewer getting it younger, getting it, um, you know, less affluent, just getting it to more people. And I think Charles Barkley does a really good job at that. He knows enough about golf to, to make funny comments and, and uh, be entertaining and ask. He was, he was actively asking Trevor Immelman questions throughout. 
which I thought was a really like a really good glue piece and a bridge to a larger viewing audience. So kudos to Charles Barkley. He gets my best in broadcasting. Greg, where do you stand on this? Man, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here. Since the rules are a little lax, just like uh, they were over the weekend, I'm going to go with uh, the producer, Jeff Newbarth, on this. And and the reason for that is both of your points are extremely valid. But this is so out of the box. This event as a whole was so innovative. And there there are so many things that play into this for me. One, they learned from the original version of the match. Um in Las Vegas with just Tiger and Phil. They learned a great deal from it. And they took some of the similar concepts and they enhanced them. They made them a little bit better. And they had a, I would say, a rather difficult role because these events that we've watched in the past leading up to this had not been huge successes. And everybody was waiting. And there's a lot of pressure on this because it's um, there, you only get one chance at it. Lot, so, so a lot of pressure, and everybody came through. And they took some risks. You had Charles Barkley, as you said. We had him the last time. You had Justin Thomas, first time ever as a commentator. And although he has that great rapport, as, uh, as Kyle mentioned, there's also that element of you don't know what's going to happen when somebody gets in front of the camera for the first time. So that element turned out great. All these different things uh, that were risks, that were chances, ended up working out perfectly well they learned from all the mistakes of previous similar kind of events and the event as a whole turned out to be a huge success so uh the the producer jeff newbarth to me wins that award jeff newbarth for greg justin thomas for kyle chuck charles barkley for myself let's move on to best dressed gentlemen um we did have a wardrobe malfunction so i'm not sure if that disqualifies you from winning best dressed but uh kyle i think you have a some hot takes with this i i know the the shorts that tiger woods was wearing uh you know made it around the twitter sphere as well so where do you stand on best dressed well tiger tiger was an abomination it was just atrocious um the the shorts i mean what 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 was he what did he have in his pocket like was he keeping scorecards in there extra pencils <laughs> extra balls for brady <laughs> He probably had to get Brady some golf balls out of those cargo shorts pockets at one point. Um, best dress is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, like, first of all, where's Peyton's rain gear? Like, I, like, I like that he was like, no, no rain gear. I'm just, I'm just wearing Tiger it. too. Yeah, I'm just going to wear it. That was, that was crazy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Slugger White. You know, we talked about Slugger White on, on Sunday. He was, you know, he always looks the same. He, um, I think he had a mask on, which was good to see. Um, so, yeah, I'll go Slugger White. He, he, you know, he's got the button up. He's got the long pants. He's just, he, he's kind of a, uh, he's kind of a foundational piece at all of this stuff. I'll go with Slugger. All right. I, I'm, I, yeah, I, Tiger's disqualified for the long cargo shorts. Uh, Tom Brady is disqualified for splitting his pants, literally. So I'm, I'm left with, with Peyton and Phil from, from the big four. I thought Peyton looked good. I, I understand the no, the no rain gear. He was, you know, he was tucked in the shorts just above the knees and he was doing, he was changing his hat all the time. I don't think we even talked about this at some point to like a lot of, foundations i think one was you know peyton manning children's hospital another was a, a nola hat representing kind of where he's from like i thought that was a cool little thing that 
quite honestly, if Phil would have tried to pull off, he just would have, it would have, it would have been work day. It would have been KPMG. It would have been a uh, coffee company. It would have been like, you know, he would have been selling <laughs> out a little bit. I thought it was nice that Peyton kind of uh, had this, this, this way of honoring a lot of things that were special to him. So that's, that's where I'm at, Greg. So uh, I think Peyton is definitely a, a, a favorite for this award. If it weren't, see, the thing I like about Brady aside from the splitting of the pants is that he wore pants. He's the only one wearing pants and they, they, I don't, they weren't rain pants. Right. So it kind of gave me an idea that, okay, this meant a lot to Tom Brady. We were a little worried that he's focused on football, right? As he said in the telecast, he's trying to win a super bowl, but at the same time he played 18 the morning before uh, the match, as he said to Amanda Balionis in the, in the pre-round interview. So I give, I give Brady a lot of credit for wearing the pants just because everybody else is in shorts. And it's like that moment when, whenever you're at a golf course and somebody uh, it's there, it's like the big round for them. You can always tell the uniforms always matching. They're in long pants, shoes and belt match. Whereas if they're in just kind of a regular event, you see things kind of more like cargo shorts uh, or, or something like that. So I thought it meant a lot to Brady. So I'm, I'm going to go with Tom Brady and I'm going to give him a pass on the ripping of the pants. I'm also going to give a lot of credit to, I think it was Phil who gave him the, who gave him the rain, uh, the rain pants. So a uh, big fan of that. Right, the, Brady, Brady's the guy who, who shows up and thinks he's good enough to wear pants. Shoot the 50 on the front and you're like, ah, I don't know, bro. I, I, I need to know how the first 18 went. Was it any better than what we saw? Like, uh, oh man, that might've been his best 18 of the day. That might've been his problem is he played too many holes yesterday. Yeah. That's craziness. Uh, here's a good one. Best cart. So these are obviously all being auctioned off, um, and, and signed, I don't know. I don't know how much creativity went into these, Kyle. I mean, Peyton's looks like something I would have made in clip art, quite, quite frankly. I've got zero, <laughs> I've got zero Photoshop skills or anything like that. It was all over the place with the Tennessee checkers and the flaming American flag football. And the, it was all over the place. I'm just going to go with um, Phil Mickelson. I think, it, I think it looked clean. It had, it was black with the white stripe. The fact that he has his own logo goes goes a long way, and it's a good logo. Him jumping up in the air, Kyle. So I'm 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 Team Phil here. Yeah, I'm Team Phil as well. The logo is it's it's a great logo because it's kind of ironic, but it's also <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't know if that's possible for that to work both ways, but somehow with Phil it does, and it looks great on anything that he puts it on. The back of his shoes, uh, a hat. Uh, his, you know, he's got it on like his, his rain jacket thing. Yeah. I'm in on that take. I I think that's the right call. Uh, Greg Tigers was, you know, it was the black and red. It had his TW logo on it. Um, Tom Brady's was literally, I think just all black with a white TB 12 on it, little lacking creativity. So uh, of the four carts, which one moves the needle for you? Generally, I'm I'm good with like like I love your take on the Phil uh, on on the Phil logo, and I love the simplistic black and white. I'm definitely a minimalist when it comes to things like this. It was cool that the two teams had very I mean uh, com- very different styles in their in their carts. Um, but man, the Tiger cart was just so cool. It was it, yeah. it stood out because it's black and red. The TW logo we've seen everywhere, but it's just. 
it's Tiger's cart. It's Tiger's logo. It's it's more memorable than Tom Brady's logo, even though we know it and we're familiar. And Brady's a, a huge star. Phil's we kind of don't we don't really know that. We're not as familiar with that as we are with Tiger Woods. I mean, this is the guy that is front and center of every golf publication whenever he's in the mix, and he's got a TW on his hat. I know he didn't at the Masters most recently, but we've we've learned this logo. It, it was it was really cool to me. I'm gonna go with Tiger's. I love it. Uh, the next one for a sake of time is best calves. And I know the answer is Phil Mickelson. So we can skip through that one. It's, it's, it's Phil. No problem no is you couldn't it. see tigers. <laughs> yeah. So he's automatically disqualified from that one. <laughs> yeah. T- 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 yeah. Tiger shorts obscured his <laughs> calves somehow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rolling with an iron fist that it's Phil on that one. Kyle, we'll, <laughs> we'll jump to you because this is your category moment that made you yelp. So I want to hear you describe what this category means and then what, uh, what your moment was. Yeah. So we talked about this briefly and kind of indirectly on Sunday night, but the moment, like there aren't many moments anymore. I, th- I think that people think that like when we watch this stuff, we're just like freaking out the whole time. <laughs> like, cause we're making jokes on Twitter and like, it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm like, we're kind of grinding over stuff, taking notes, writing stuff down, all these different things. But I, oh, there's always a moment where maybe it's like once a year, twice a year, four times, whatever, that makes me just like yell out loud, like in my in my little shed that I watch the golf in. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't happen very often because it, you know I, I just I've seen a lot of stuff. Like I don't get super like excitable anymore. But when when uh when Brady made the putt, not the, not the hole out, but the putt on 11 after Phil drove the green, I don't know why, but I, like, screamed out loud. And I, and I, <laughs> I, it, was, it wasn't as if I was, like, rooting for Phil and Brady. I, 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 don't, I wasn't really rooting for anyone. I just wanted to see something good. And for whatever reason, it was that putt and Phil, you know, going crazy. I just yelped. I, and then I was, I'm, like, looking around because there's nobody around. I'm, like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I yelling? Um, so yeah, that was the moment for me that, that made me yell out loud. So, uh, I definitely audibly screeched, squealed, yell. I don't know what I did when, when, when Brady hold out, but we were, we were talking before we went live. Um, the only other time I remember doing this recently, Greg was at Tory Pines on, it was on Saturday or Sunday. Right. And on number two, Tiger hits his ball from the fairway. It goes down and pops back out. And that was like the last time <laughs> I was like screaming, like in awe. I, I was like, no, like, no, this can't be true. Like, it was down. <laughs> it was down. So like, that's the, the two moments that I remember recently are Brady holding out and Tigers should have hold out and ball popped out. Greg. You know, um, it, you guys both bring up really good points here. And Rick, to your point, the only time that these moments can happen is when Tiger's playing for me. It's the only, like, like for me, and, and this is also to Kyle's point, this is a, it, it's a little bit of a grind sometimes, right? It's a serious, it's a serious viewing thing. You're viewing for work. You're not viewing quite as much as a fan. But when Tiger gets into the mix and Tiger's playing, I think all of us that cover the game, or most of us, become fans. It turns from work to entertainment when Tiger's in the mix. So a moment like that, when Tiger's ball goes in in and out, the emotions just come spewing out. There's nothing you can do. You're going to yell. 
And for some reason, when Brady made the shot on seven, I yelled out loud. I mean, it, it's, I actually yelled out loud. I didn't know <laughs> he made the putt, but I, 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 I don't know what happened. I just screamed. And I, I can't even remember the last time I did that. I think it was 2013 when Tiger's ball hit the flag and went back into the water uh, at, at Augusta. I, I, and that was a different yell. It was a yell of despair. Uh, so this is a different one, but I mean, good, good points. Yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen, we'll wrap with this one. Um, man of the match slash MVP. I'll, I'll go quickly here. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways you can go. I, I'll, I'm going to stick with Peyton. I, I mean, Tiger was awesome and he did, did what kind of we thought he would, but the importance of being an amateur, uh, the amateur partner and the fact that Peyton absolutely stepped up and hit a bunch of really good shots. I, you know, in terms of most valuable, I think he was the most valuable Kyle. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right on the amateur side. I'm I'm going to go with Phil, uh, and I'm not necessarily talking about the way that he played, although he, I, I thought he did play well. But more so, I just it felt like he carried the broadcast at times. You know, I, I think you saw Tiger kind of just shut down down the stretch, didn't really talk for the last, I don't know, 90 minutes or so. And that was kind of when, when Phil started – it was like his, uh, he reached the, the 14 press conference at Glen Eagles level of kind of feeling himself. Like he was just, he was, he was locked in. And I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I feel like he came across really well in, in a way that sometimes he can pour it on a little thick and sometimes he, he doesn't really make sense. But everything he said and did, I felt like kind of was, was on point during the broadcast on Sunday. Yeah. Really good. Man, like, this is a hard one because everybody brought something that was extremely valuable and extremely different to the match. I, one question I have is, can the, can the man of the match be on the losing team? I still, as I'm discussing this, I'm thinking about it as we, as we go here. But yeah, Brady, who's uh, Brady added so much because of the trials and tribulations. I mean, it's way <laughs> down. Everybody's, I mean, he is like the talk of the town because of poor play. And then one word from Charles Barkley, and he knocks it in, and ev- and then everything changes. So he com- he created this roller coaster uh, in in one way. So I'm I'm a big fan of Brady, but then at the same time, well they they didn't win. Peyton was steady, but this to me is all about Tiger Woods. And to me, if Tiger Woods isn't in this match, it does it it just it doesn't happen. I think Tiger's the guy that carries it. Tiger's the guy that brings the eyeballs. And Tiger's play is the thing that gets us excited going forward. Uh, I always like to roll events like this. I always like to take a look at what does this mean going forward, past the reaction, what now? And if you're a Tiger Woods fan, uh, I think you're saying, all right, Tiger still, that's a guy who can win majors. I don't know what his schedule is going to look like. You don't know how often you're going to see him play, but if nothing else, it gave you great hope. Um, and, and again, it all happened because of him. So uh, I'm Tiger all the way. Great play. And, and there's no way Tiger was going to lose to Phil Mickelson again. All right. Those are our Tiger versus Phil part two superlatives. On the other side, I'm going to pit these two against one another. In our famous trivia contest, Greg's going to try to get Kyle back for last time, but we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month 
like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. It's trivia time, gentlemen. Uh, Just a reminder of how this works. Uh, I am going to present you with a category that has 25 to 30 correct responses. We will go back and forth answering it. Kyle, then Greg, Kyle, then Greg, et cetera, et cetera, uh, until one of you gets it incorrect and then the other person will win. If we run out, uh, we'll go to a closest to the pin or something. But anyway, here's what we do. I got a coin right here. Uh, heads is Greg, tails is Kyle, because I can only see Greg's head. And uh, Greg is going <laughs> Greg, Greg to go first. All right. So Greg, then Kyle. Gentlemen, our category for today. Golfers who have won four or more majors there Ooh, are boy. there are, <laughs> my hands are sweating there are 29 of them okay uh i greg, feel like i feel like peyton on the first tier right now <laughs> uh greg whenever you're ready jack nicholas jack nicholas with tiger 18 Wolf. tiger woods with 15 um walter hagen walter hagen with 11 Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer with seven. Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan with nine. Gary Player. My man. I was hoping you'd say <laughs> Gary Player. I thought he was yeah. going to be first to go for you. And don't you forget those nine majors, Kyle. Uh, fourth on the list. Um, Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo, six major championships. Sir Nick Faldo, sorry. Apologies. Tom Watson. Tom Watson, eight championships. The only one he did not win was the PGA. Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino, six major championships. The only one he didn't win was the Masters. Rory. Ah, Rory McIlroy. He is tied for 20th on this list. Four major championships. Brooks Kepka. There's Brooks Kepka. Two U.S. Opens, two PGA championships. Phil Mickelson. Oh, no. Phil Mickelson has them all, but, of course, the U.S. Open. Five. Uh, Let's see. Um, Let's see here. Wow. Wow. This this happened quickly. (laughs) This is tough. That's a tough look, Greg. Uh, Kyle has, like, six in the chamber, I think. (laughs) We're we're talking four majors. All right, Ernie Els. Okay, Ernie Els, uh, four majors, two U.S. Opens, two Open Championships. At Gene Sarazen. Yes, uh, career Grand Slam, seven total. Wow, yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see. I, I think the mistake that I made during this is I started writing things down so I could, I could try to get them, but stress levels are high. Let's see, we're talking four majors, 
Things are moving quickly for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> things are things are definitely moving quickly here. Um, hang on. Let's see. Um, I said Walter Hagen. I wrote him down. Um, we said Phil. Do you want me to vamp for you? I could be like, no, oh. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> sorry, this is, so, this is so embarrassing here. Um, ugh, we're talking four majors. The stress is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Not, I'm, I'm. Are you I'm, out? Are you bowing out of this? I I can't believe that I'm giving up. VJ has three. It's not V. It V. I'll I'll get. I'll guess VJ. It is oh, not VJ Singh. Uh, all right, Kyle. Let's see how many of these you can rattle off here. Uh, okay. Fire at me. <laughs> Uh, Peter Thompson. Yes, sorry. Five five major championships, all open championships. I couldn't find them on my list. Byron Nelson. Yes, Byron Nelson. Uh, five major championships. The only one he doesn't have is the open championship. Uh, old Tom Morris. Old Tom Morris. All of them are the open championship, of course. Yes. Uh, how many do we have left? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven ish. Eleven. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I did not, uh, wow. This is I embarrassing. Didn't. Um, this is, this is, this is tough. I, I feel like a lot of them are, are really old. They are. A lot of them are really old. Like there was one uh, where his last was like 1867 or something. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Jones. Okay, Bobby Jones, yes, seven major championships. See, that's where we I'm like interested by that. Do you count at what point do you stop counting amateur majors versus professional majors? I stop counting them when Wikipedia stops counting them. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, let's let's go with uh, let's go with Sebi. Yeah, five, uh, two two green jackets and three open championships. Jeez. Did we say, did we already say Sam Sneed? No, that's the one that I was waiting for. So the guy with the most wins ever. Uh, yeah, seven major championships. He's off the list. Uh, so we got like eight or nine left. One, two, three, four. Um, yeah, nine. Uh, but like five of these, I would not, I mean, even maybe more than that, I would not expect you to get. Maybe more. I think you have two left in you. not norman nope um it's not jordan spieth <laughs> 32 minutes in <laughs> i i feel i feel like i'm i'm running on empty i know there's i know there's a couple more there's going to be a couple that i'm kicking myself on a couple americans that i'm just not not thinking of um, I think there's two you'll be like, uh, another one you might have been able to get to, but some of these are really, really tough. Let me know when you want it, me to. Uh, Varden? Yeah. Harry Varden, six open championships alone and a U.S. Open, seven total. Um, I'll, I'll, this is my, my last guess. I'll just, I don't think this is correct, but I'll say um, Bernard Longer. Bernard Longer is incorrect. So here is who we missed. James Braid, uh, oh. five, five open championships. Uh, 
John Henry Taylor, five open championships. Here's also one. Also the 28th president. There you go. Also, I thought you might have gotten this one. Raymond Floyd, uh, two PGA ah, yeah. Masters and a U.S. Open. And then uh, young Tom Morris, also four open championships. Uh, and then here's the list of names that I was not expecting you to get. Willie Park Sr., Willie Anderson, Jim Barnes, and Bobby Locke. Bobby Locke, I probably should have gotten. The, the other ones, I've been on that Wikipedia page enough that I should just remember them. Um, but, I, but I, yeah, they're, they're not top of mind. So the of those, is crazy. A lot of those, you, a lot of those are, there's probably four or five that are, are way out there. Like Braid, you're probably not going to know. So for, for those four that I just mentioned, Old Tom Morris, Young Tom Morris, Willie Park Sr., and Willie Anderson, uh, the last for all of them was 1905. So I don't yeah. necessarily yeah. for 115 years ago not remembering these guys. But, but I think, I think the Open Championship, like the start of the Open, is all the same. It's all the same people. If you've looked at that list, at least I feel like I should have gotten a, a couple of those. Yeah, I think I think it's crazy because you you start you start listing those names out and you look at like Rory and Brooks and you're like, oh, like that's that's crazy what they've already done. You know, yeah. they're both 31, 30, 29, whatever they are. Um, and and you start and, and you're like, okay, well, there's not that many guys that are ahead of them, right? And, and I know that I don't know. I you know nobody's guaranteed another major, but if you rip off two more, then all of a sudden you've got what twelve guys ahead of you, and then it's like, oh well, that's that's like all time. Yeah, yeah. they're they're already in the you know one percent of one percent or whatever, and and yeah, one or two more gets you even higher on the list. Well, that's the the other thing about that, and I think where I got stuck in in the time zone being there aren't a lot of guys that in recent time their current players i mean there's four guys in that maybe if you count ernie there's five so i kind of got stuck in that aspect but it definitely highlights the strength of a of a brooks or a rory yeah yeah all right kyle will retain his trivia crown for at least another episode i want to thank kyle for calling in doing it from the dark you can find him feverishly tweeting insults at gary player at kyle porter <laughs> cbs that's what happened right i'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened for um, sure for and, sure and you can also find greg ducharme on twitter he's at the real gfd i'm rick gaiman at rick Rungood. if you like what you hear don't be afraid drop a rating and review on apple itunes this is the first cut we'll catch you next time Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!